Hello and welcome to In the Loop, a podcast working in cooperation with Suffolk Votes and Suffolk University's Center for Community Engagement. The views and opinions expressed on In the Loop do not reflect the opinions of Suffolk University, the Center for Community Engagement, or Suffolk Votes. I'm Cam Sweeney. I'm Maddie Dubois. And I'm Andrew Gomes. This week, the Tennessee State House expels two Democratic members. The Manhattan District Attorney files a lawsuit against Republican Representative Jim Jordan. Senator Tim Scott announces an exploratory committee for president. Chicago is selected to host the 2024 Democratic National Convention and more. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has been secretly accepting luxury vacations from Harlan Crow, a Texas billionaire and Republican megadonor. For the past 20 years, Justice Thomas has taken luxury trips virtually every year from Crow without disclosing them in any of his financial records. Among utilizing Crow's super yachts and his private jet, Thomas has also regularly attended his ranch in East Texas, as well as his private resort. This is yet another instance where many are calling for the impeachment of Justice Thomas for his questionable ethics while on the bench. Just last year, many were also making calls for his impeachment after he refused to recuse himself from cases relating to the involvement of his wife, Ginny, in efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Still, other legal experts claim that Justice Thomas had no legal requirement to report these vacations or travel. Regardless, impeachment is unlikely. It would require a sizable amount of Republican politicians to pass uh, in the Republican-controlled House, as well as to meet the two-thirds threshold for conviction in the Senate. Many Democratic lawmakers have also begun to call for uh, the implementation of an enforceable code of conduct for the Supreme Court, which is the only federal court in the country to not be bound by a code of ethics. Still, the legality and ability of the Congress to implement such a code is still unknown. In Tennessee, the Republican-led House voted to expel two Democrats who joined gun-controlled protests. Last week, groups of students flooded the Tennessee State House to protest the lawmakers' inaction toward gun violence of the deadly Tennessee school shooting that happened March 27, 2023. Last Thursday, the expulsion of three lawmakers voted on by the House due to them encouraging the student protesters who were calling for gun law reforms. Representative Justin Jones and Rep. Justin Pearson were both removed from the body. However, Rep. Gloria Johnson was not expelled by one vote. When asked about why she believes she was not expelled, Johnson stated that she believes it had to do with the fact that she herself is a white woman and Jones and Pearson are both black men. This week, Jones was reinstated, and today, April 12th, it will be decided whether or not Pearson is reinstated as well. In New York, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg filed for a federal lawsuit against Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio for his efforts to undermine the prosecution and investigation of former President Trump. In his filing, Bragg asked that the judge prohibit Jordan and the committee from involving itself in the criminal prosecution and investigation of Donald Trump. The U.S. District Court judge denied Bragg's request, asking for an immediate pause on the committee's efforts, but set a hearing for April 19th. Jordan, in response, further accused Bragg for politicizing the judiciary and continued to suggest that the case against Trump was motivated by politics. Moving now to international news, um, we've recently found out that Egypt secretly planned to supply rockets to Russia, according to leaked U.S. documents. Egyptian President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi in February planned to produce 40,000 rockets for Russia and instructed officials to keep production and shipment secret uh, to avoid complications with their relations with the West. These plans were revealed in a portion of leaked top-secret documents from February, which summarized the conversations that took place between al-Sisi and other top Egyptian military officials, though U.S. intelligence stated that they found no evidence that the plan was ever followed through with and executed. Still, Russia and Egypt have made several significant deals, including industry efforts involving the railways in Egypt, as well as a Russian state corporation's construction of Egypt's first nuclear power plant. 
A spokesman for Egypt's foreign ministry stated that Egypt's position was based on, quote, non-involvement and urged both parties to negotiate a ceasefire. Democratic Senators Bob Casey and Tammy Baldwin formally announced their re-election campaign this past week. Senator Casey, who holds a seat in the crucial battleground state of Pennsylvania, announced he will seek a fourth term in the U.S. Senate this past Monday. Senator Baldwin, who represents the swing state of Wisconsin, also announced her re-election campaign earlier today. These announcements come as a relief to many Senate Democrats as they face a difficult cycle next year with 21 Senate Democrats up for re-election and two independent senators, Bernie Sanders of Vermont and Kristen Sinema of Arizona, who caucus with them. Democrats who currently hold 51 seats can only afford to lose one of those seats to maintain control of the Senate if a Democrat is elected president in 2024 and cannot afford to lose any of those seats in the event that a Republican is elected president. Senator Scott of South Carolina announced the creation of a presidential exploratory committee. Tim Scott, the only black Republican in the Senate, made this announcement on Wednesday, signaling a strong intention to enter the 2024 presidential campaign. While polling has Scott far behind former President Trump and Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, the senator has more than $20 million in his Senate campaign account and $13 million in a super PAC, money that his supporters hope will be enough to increase his name recognition and voter appeal. The field of Republican candidates is expected to grow even further in coming months, with Republicans such as Governor DeSantis and former Vice President Mike Pence also gearing up for a campaign. The Democratic Party has selected Chicago to be the host of the 2024 Democratic National Convention. Uh, The Democratic National Committee stated in an announcement on Tuesday that the 2024 convention, which is expected to renominate President Biden and Vice President Harris, will be held August 19th through the 22nd at the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. The United Center was also the venue of the 1996 Democratic National Convention, where the Democratic Party nominated Bill Clinton and Al Gore. Many Democrats, notably those in the Midwest, applauded the selection of Chicago to highlight the city's progressive track record and proximity to several key swing states, such as Wisconsin and Michigan. Still, others expressed frustration that the convention was not held in a more competitive state, uh, such as Georgia and the city of Atlanta. Republicans, on the other hand, are also planning on holding their 2024 national convention nearby in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, from July 15th to the 18th, highlighting the competitive nature of the region. Governor Healy announces that Massachusetts plans to stockpile 15,000 doses of Mifepristone. As a Texas judge issued a preliminary ruling on abortion medications this past Friday in an attempt to invalidate its use, Governor Maura Healy has reaffirmed that Massachusetts residents will have continued access to the medication. Healy also issued an executive order that clarifies that medical abortion and mifepristone are protected by a state law passed in 2022 that shields out-of-state providers from prosecution. The governor has also proclaimed in her speech, if you come here to mess with our rights and our freedom, we are going to take you on. Thanks for listening and be sure to visit us at itlpodcast.com for more information and a complete list of where you can listen. Also be sure to follow us at Suffolk Votes on Instagram. Thank you and we hope you tune in next week.